0: The conqueror of countries in heart. The wrestler of lions. The tamer of elephants. The inspiration for Mufasa. The most well-endowed man in Africa. General Easy. All right. We are here, episode 167. You can find me on Twitter, at Tommy2 underscore zero, as I adjust my volume level here. And uh, I'm very pleased to be joined today by the most well-endowed men in all of Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that would be Glenn3 underscore 11, and at Point Break underscore Dave. Gentlemen, how are we?
1: We're doing we're doing phenomenal after after a nice little spring spring podcast break. Take a little bit of march off just to you know just kind of uh you know re uh rejolt a little bit. If if there's a word I can just make up.
2: <laughs> Sometimes you got to do that. You got to reset. You got to think about the past 175
1: episodes, reflect a little. Hey you know what what passed uh I think about 15 days ago was the 5 year anniversary of this podcast how is that possible man can that be believed
2: there's is, there is not a, even the most degenerate of bettors never bet over over 1 year
0: yeah 5 years that's crazy Think of all that's changed
1: since that fateful lunch at Twin Peaks. Yeah, a lot of things, a lot of things have happened, a lot of things have been discussed. Speaking of things that've changed, how's everyone feeling? Oh, yeah, good point. Um so yeah, I had a vaccine Pfizer dose today. That means two. Uh, That's confusing. I agree. Yeah,
0: since a vaccine is technically administered in a dose, I I feel like that was another example of poor word choice
1: from you. (laughs) Well, five years in. Uh, Doing okay so far. I mean... Seven hours post shot. What
0: lie did you have to construct to already be on dose two? Did you go in there and tell
1: them you were morbidly obese or a cancer survivor? I, I am obese in in Collin County. My b my BMI is over twenty five, so I qualify as obese.
0: Now I thought thirty was the obesity qualifier. Twenty five. Everybody's over twenty five, aren't they?
1: Uh, I, Maybe this is Collin County because a lot of people have abs and stuff there, so they they knocked it down. They're like, seriously, if you're 25, you're you got some work to do. Are you are you saying that
0: if you're 30 or over, you probably don't live in you can't afford to live in Collin County?
1: <laughs> I did I did uh, I did talk with someone today who was signed up uh, somewhere in the Tarrant County area <clears throat> to go get their first shot. And then they got there, and they were informed that uh maybe they scheduled too many people and didn't have enough shots, so they had to turn this person away and I was like, "Uh, I don't know what to tell you. I was pretty much in and out in about thirty minutes, and they had plenty of shots, but I think I think you have to go to you gotta go somewhere where the people look like the front line for gonzaga there'll be there'll be plenty of shots there."
2: So, you guys want a COVID update f- for Point Break Dave? Sure. So, as you guys probably know, my my feelings on it were very uh, let's put it this way, I wasn't I wasn't fudging any medical details to get the shot early. I was very passive about it. And then something changed, and that something was At the end of this month, I have the Murray Brothers Golf Tournament. And we were informed by the event hosts of that that, hey, listen, if you want to play golf? You want to do all the after parties? You want to do all that? It's basically like the NBA bubble of you either need to show a vaccine or you are going to get it tested. You have to go get the vaccine or the COVID test every Every single day.
1: Is that the the swab? Is that the deep nose swab?
2: I think, I'm not sure. They didn't detail what it was. But then I suddenly became, hey, you know what sounds better than that? (laughs) Just go ahead and get in the vaccine. (laughs) So, uh, one of the guys I work with that's also going on the trip sent me a link um, for a town, a very small town uh, north of Austin. That, and this was, I guess, three, four weeks ago. They're like, no A1, B1. Like, we have more vaccines than we have people. So it's wide open. So, much like Glenn, I got my second shot today at, it's actually right at 12 hours as we're recording this. So, if I keel over at any point, (laughs) but. I have a very funny story about getting the shot that I have to share with you. So, like Glenn, first shot, drove out there. It's a drive-through. You know, you hang your arm out the window, and they give you the shot in the shoulder, and that's pretty much, you know, you're on your way. So, I drive up for the second shot, and I think I even mentioned this one time when we were talking about flu shots and mentioned that I get it at CVS in the – just overall cavalier attitude of just like, person, don't know if they're a doctor, they could be the CVS cashier, walks out with a syringe, and you're just like, yeah, sure, wh- whatever.
1: He's got a white coat on.
2: Yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. Like, you buy like a used car or a house, you're doing all these inspections and getting all these reports, like someone injecting you, just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs>
0: like, well, they had on gloves, so surely they were legit
2: so and this is a hundred percent a shoot i drive up today you know same place town i've never been to well other than the first shot just drive up don't know this facility don't know anything pull around have my little card they're like are you you know first or second dose i'm like second dose i show it to them they're like, okay pull up to the next person i'm not really paying attention because I was listening to something to wrestle with and I was trying to turn it down (laughs) because we were about to get a Jim Cornette impersonation. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not really paying attention to the lady. So she comes up, she, you know, does the alcohol swab on my arm. She has the syringe and I'm, like I said, I'm messing around. I see it out of the corner of my eye. She like brings it to my arm. And then in like a weird, like concern, in somewhat disgust face she's like oh oh hold on i'm not injecting you with this walks over like starts talking to a guy at a table like pointing at it and pointing at it sets it down gets another one and walks over
0: (laughs) tell me you asked her what
1: was going on
2: i i was like i was like is everything okay and she's like yeah yeah don't worry about it
1: Mm, maybe that was just the first one again
2: i like that's why i don't know are they different
1: I'm not. Or a Or maybe I,
0: maybe that one had just been out of the freezer a little too long, and had maybe turned,
2: or that was like the. the I did drive by a prison. That was the lethal injection. <laughs> they they got it
0: mixed up.
1: We're doing drive-through lethal injections now.
0: So what are the yeah, what are the one. odds that in this highly scarcity world of Vaccines that both of you have your second dose on the same day, and it's also the day we chose to record the podcast. I feel like that parlay would have paid off very big
1: if there's anything in this world that's scarce it's it's not the vaccines there there's plenty of them
0: Dave are you part of the Pfizer fam or are you a moderna bro uh
2: I'm Pfizer
0: I am only half as deep I'm going to tread lightly here I've only have one dose in me so far but I am also part of the Pfizer fam we can do the secret handshake I got my vaccine at Kroger
1: okay was very impressed with the process do they just point you to like the the Velveeta shells and cheese (laughs) pack there and just see Roger
2: That's not what they do when you're at 24 BMI. (laughs) Like, go
0: get you some Belvita. We're not as far along as Texas, so they still have restrictions here about who can get it. I might have slightly, and I mean ever so slightly, embellished one detail so that I qualified for this round. But when you get there, they don't verify anything. No, it, no, it's a, uh, it's basically just, did you sign up online? Okay, great. Here, get in line. Now the humorous part for me, I didn't have a scary experience like Dave is the advice they give you after the shot, which is, Hey, why don't you just go uh, walk around Kroger for like 15 minutes and then uh, everything's good. You can head out. <laughs> well, I just went straight to my car and drove home cause I'm not going to walk around Kroger for 15 minutes. I had to get to work, but when my wife went a few days before, she called me and was like, I'm like walking around Kroger, it's been 10 minutes, you think I'm good to leave? I was like, yes, you're good to leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you're so, going to have, a, a, you know, a, a, a severe allergic reaction, it's like your throat's going to have swollen up before you got out of the office. If you're 10 minutes in, you're you're
1: good.
2: Glenn, did they, because you did a drive through, right? Yeah. Did they do the holding?
1: Yep. Yep. And they they write the the time that yep. you get the that you get the shot, so that when you you pull into the staging area, the, the reaction area, <laughs> when you go into the allergic reaction lane, uh, uh, they have one or two volunteers there, and they can tell. Like they're not going to stand in front of someone's car and go no. halt, yeah, or anything like that. Yeah, really but, stupid way I mean, to they, go. Yeah, but th- th- there was a guy walked down the the row where i was parked and was basically like writing my member number down and and he was like okay um 132 you're out of here so i had like 10 more minutes at that point and i you know once i pulled up and i was the first one in my row i mean i could have just driven off at any <laughs> time but i was like all right, I'll I'll do the extra five minutes here. I was watching I was watching Coming to America on my phone the whole time, so it was a big deal.
2: So did they? And I'll, this is a question for both of you. Did the person giving the shot? Because with the first shot, I felt like the person way oversold like the pain, the muscle pain I would feel like. She asked, she's like, "Do you have ibuprofen like in your glove box or anything?" I was like, "No." And they're like, "Okay, there's a gas station down the street. You should really get some and take it right now." Which I didn't do cuz I was in a hurry and it was fine. Like there was no issue. And then with the second shot, they're like, "You need to take ibuprofen, you need to take Zyrtec. You need to eat something immediately. You're going to feel nauseous, you're going to and I mean, we're twelve hours in. And I haven't felt any ill effects so far. Did
0: you have some queso in the glove box just in case?
2: <laughs> no, I did have a, <laughs> I did have a nice uh, a, nice breakfast beforehand, and felt fine. So,
1: I think the, the test with this one might be how we feel when we wake up in the morning, because I've heard a couple of stories of. Yeah, I got it on Saturday, and I was fine. And then I woke up Sunday, and my entire—I had body aches like from head to toe, and felt like I'd been hit by a bus. I'm—I
0: was talking to somebody just yesterday who was in that phase. They had, uh, so I guess they were a day ahead of you guys. They had gotten it late in the day, went to bed, and woke up the next morning, and had to had to bail out of a nine o'clock meeting because they were in such body ache just hell and then they laid around in bed all day and then i talked to her at the end of the day and she was like yeah about four o'clock everything was fine and i'm good now Mm -hmm. and then she was back at work today no big deal so
1: so it's gonna be go ahead go ahead
2: i plan to be at the gym at five tomorrow morning but just in case i got my my heavy lifts in today just in case i don't feel good tomorrow so
1: i was gonna say that's uh, mine's not gonna be at five it's probably gonna be more six o'clock but uh that's going to be the decision point am I saying there's some body aches here but I feel like I have a couple things I could go ahead and just ingest and I'm going to be able to overcome this for a couple of hours so have you guys
0: so obviously again I'm only one dose in but I didn't have any side effects at all I didn't even have the sore arm did you guys have you guys experienced anything that you would say was even slightly amiss
2: it was a little sore like probably less than a flu shot but from the first dose but that was it
1: yeah pretty much same here that's good we'll be uh we'll
0: have to we'll have to get live twitter updates on uh day two side effects from you guys
2: that'll be convenient since this will <laughs> <post laughs> this come after out
0: after it. it yeah we'll have to i'll have to think about i'll have to kind of plot out a timeline in my mind to make sense of all that that's not why we're here. We weren't here to talk about the vaccine. We, we're, we thank you for doing your part to help America heal, Dave, so he can play in an exclusive high-dollar golf tournament.
2: Gum, but that's right. not why
0: we're here. We're here to talk about 2021s coming to America with the numeral two inserted in the middle. Also Dose
1: in Spanish. We learned that earlier.
0: Yes. (laughs) If you wanted to get your second dose. Initial thoughts before we go through the movie. I I tipped my hand to you two because about 20 minutes in, I was so happy with how things were going. I just fired off the premature text of like, guys, this is amazing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, for me, I would say before I watched it, um, certainly tempered enthusiasm, because there was no way that they were going to make something that was going to completely measure up to the original. So I had set myself up for this can be good and still only be seventy percent as good as what I thought the first movie was. So, and I feel like we were we were going to get we're getting the same characters. We're probably getting a lot of the same jokes. So those were my expectations going in.
2: So for me, and I'll go ahead and give a... This won't get into any of the details of the movie, but I would say my... uh, When we first heard, and this was years... I feel like the rumors of this being made came a long time ago. And when I first heard it, and especially after... (laughs) After we did the episode, and I watched the failed pilot of the sitcom coming to America, like I was very dubious about the whole thing. And then it started coming out that you know essentially they had the whole cast back, and then I started getting more excited. I was like, "All right!" And then I saw the trailer. I was like, "Oh, all right." I'm I'm feeling good about things. And I will say overall, like I liked the movie. It was fine, but I'll tell you what there was a moment when I was like, Oh no. And it was basically like, not, we'll get into the whole plot of the movie and everything, but, uh, Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall come back to America to look for the sun. You probably got that from the trailer. And I was like, this is going to be the movie. Like the whole movie is going to be them in Queens, trying to convince him, trying to find him, you know, you've, Realize very early on that he's his uncle is Tracy Morgan. I was like, all right, you know, I'm on board with that addition. Like this could oh, be When good. I saw
0: Tracy Morgan, like every lighter in the house went up immediately.
2: <laughs> but then, like five minutes after they get to America, they're back in Zamunda. Like the convincing him, the you know, going around Queens, that was very short lived. And as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, like this is not what and they go back to Zamunda without Tracy Morgan and you're just like oh this is not what I was thinking it would be and it turned out fine there was other parts where you got to see some people but that's what I wanted I wanted the whole movie to basically be them in Queens like I wanted just rehashing the same bits (laughs) which I know wouldn't have been like a new movie but that's all I wanted. (laughs)
1: Well, I mean, we got the, we still got the same kind of fish out of water story, but it was the guy from America in Zamunda yeah. as opposed to the other way around, which, you know, let's uh, let's just start from the beginning. Do you think, my first question is, do you think they had a little more enhanced budget for <laughs> portraying Zamunda as the movie starts out, the focus in from, you know, the, the jungles of Af- africa onto their palace and their mansion and it's actually a real building it's not like a drawing
2: <laughs> the fact they opened with essentially the exact same flyover only obviously like you said way better done and then we immediately get oha like yes. i was just
0: like yes thank you and I, so, I was certainly keeping count of who looked better, worse in these movies. And I feel like Oha looked great. I mean, you know, you got to age everybody, but he looked great. Lost weight.
1: It's got to be like seventy, maybe. Well, maybe in his maybe in his sixties. I'm sure we could. Look well, he that was up.
0: very young in the first movie, so I would assume he's younger than the majority of the cast.
2: Hmm. I'll tell you who looked the best, but uh, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, we'll go chronological.
1: Well, I mean, as we start the movie, the first time that I popped was we get the, you get to see the the palace, and then we're, we see the the rose bearers, and you see the staff and the in the house, and then we're going to the king and the queen's bedroom, and they're waking them up, and then they pull out the little triangle, <laughs> and just hit, <laughs> ding, and I Treasure just uh, chest. <laughs> and I just about. Fell out of the chair, and we're like seven seconds into the movie.
2: They also have a nice, uh, nice kind of flyover shot of a bunch of framed photos, and you see the mighty sharp framed photo.
1: You see his, like, uh, his McDowell's employee of the month, yes, <laughs> with a little, little hat with a little, little furry ball on the top.
2: Amazing. They very quickly paid homage to the first movie, which obviously is the only reason anyone's watching this movie. So well done. (laughs) Yes.
0: Lots of, uh, lots of, I mean, even, and we'll get into it more, but I mean, even integrated, what I would assume would be unused footage from the first movie in some places, or very clever, very clever editing to make it seem that way. It was, yeah, very well integrated with the first film. the uh, The opening scene, a couple, a couple of things, and this probably is going to Dave and I are probably going to have the exact same point here. But one, as they're setting the stage of what's going on present day in Zamunda, there is a McDowell's that they've opened just like literally in the middle of nowhere in Zamunda. It's just a McDowell's, like in this giant field. <laughs> so great, and of course, you know Cleo McDowell, portrayed by or. Er, John Amos portraying Cleo McDowell, the great John Amos, uh, is. More, I guess he's working there. He's probably followed his daughter to live in splendor in Zamunda, but he's working at the <laughs> Zamunda McDowells. And he was my guy of of everybody. Man, he looks great. Cleo, he's the actor playing him is eighty four years old in real life.
2: Wow, he does look great.
0: Yeah, you know who doesn't look great? Louis. Uh, Louis <laughs> Anderson. <laughs> I'm surprised that he's still alive. He he so, he may not have been in this uh, scene as far as I'm concerned.
2: So two things there. One they when they first cut to that McDonald's, you see the exterior shot. I was in the my head. I was just thinking please let Louis Anderson like be there. <laughs> and then they cut to it and you have you have a uh, Cleo in the foreground, you know, talking and he's in the background and I Almost wanted him to just leave it at that. Like, the, you just see Louis Anderson back there, and that's it. But then when he comes out and he's, you know, basically like announcing their essentially their veggie burger, their impossible Big Mick or whatever <laughs> they called it, I so wanted him at some point to turn to the camera because it's very unclear, like, what his position is. But he's kind of <laughs> introducing this new product. I wanted him to just be like, and now I'm VP of Product Innovation. Innovation, <laughs> up next CFO. <laughs> that's when the
0: big bucks start. <laughs> they uh, ha- they had a couple of different times where they talked about McDowell's versus McDonalds, which I I feel like they just they've just amped up that joke even more. I believe uh, when Cleo's talking about the uh, McMuffin versus the McStuffin. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then later, and later, I can't remember what they called it, but their version of the McFlurry, where he like basically says it's the exact same, except they put the <laughs> toppings on the bottom.
1: <laughs>
0: I
2: think they just called it the McFlurry, yeah.
0: Didn't they? And, uh, and yeah, they they uh, they put the toppings on the bottom. But I thought that was funny. I I don't know if you guys caught this, but when when he's visiting Queens, in the very brief moment he walks by a McDonald's advertisement. That basically, it's basically like, it's like the real. It's says something about the real Big Mac of only available at McDonald's or something. But it was really funny. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah,
1: I think their, I think their dessert was the McFlurby. The McFlurry. Oh. And they just put, they just put the toppings on the bottom. <laughs> but yeah, it's just funny to hear Cleo refer to the McDonald's people yes. like they're just always after him.
0: They, uh, they also in this setup part of the movie and this is going to be important for the plot line later is that uh, Prince Akeem has three daughters, but no male children, at least that he's aware of at this time.
2: Yeah. And the, when, uh, as Glenn mentioned, they wake him up with the, the big unveiling of the triangle. (laughs) It's their 30th anniversary. So that's kind of cool. You know, he, the first movie started on his birthday and this is starting on his anniversary.
0: Lots of symmetry. We also get to meet, and if I'm going too fast, please feel free to stop me. We get to meet another well, character. That's interesting.
2: I just wanted to say we meet the daughters, I think, or soon after we meet them is the coming to America classic Bo staff fight scene. And this is where I have in my notes because there's a lot of, Obviously, it was a stunt double, but they also get a lot of tight close-up shots of Eddie Murphy. He looks great. Like, his, how
1: old is he now? He looks phenomenal. I don't think... Let's see. He's got to be pushing 60. Yeah. If only, that's been if only somebody almost, had made up an expression about that. <laughs> that's a good point. I, I think he could probably do a little bit more cardio, or maybe just cut back a little bit on the McFlurbies. (laughs) But outside of that, I totally agree. I think from
0: the gut up, he looked great. Yes. Yes. But on some of those wide shots, I was like, man, they couldn't like CGI some abs on him or something? (laughs) Just put a lion there? I don't know. (laughs) So Wesley Snipes has a role in this film, and this has to be one of my
1: favorite characters in the movie. He plays... General Izzy, I'm telling you, I already told you all earlier today. I want the movie that's just like his story. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna walk into a room now the way that he does that weird <laughs> kind of sideways strut. So awesome! But it's
0: it's very funny how they integrate him into the story because you find out that his sister is the woman that was betrothed to Akeem in the first movie that he tells to bark like a dog. And she's still <laughs> she's still ap- cursed. Apparently, yes. Thirty years later. Still cursed. He's in the very oddly named town of Nexdoria.
1: <sighs> what a give up.
0: Yes. But uh, yeah, so clearly, clearly he's, a, he's kind of a spoof on the, uh, I guess, the African warlord character, but in a, in a much more comedic way. But he's trying to angle his way into the throne of Zamunda via his son, marrying one of Akeem's daughters, presumably the oldest. Yes.
1: And we, when he's introduced, he's got his own hype man. Yeah, he's got his own Paul Heyman, yes, which <laughs> we were treated to at the beginning
0: of this episode. That's right. Had some pretty pretty bold claims about old General <laughs> Izzy. <laughs> I believe he was referred to as the most well endowed man in Africa.
2: Oh man, so great, so great.
0: <clears throat>
2: and then I believe the I believe the next scene is. Uh, they go well. They go see um, James Earl Jones.
1: Yeah, they to talk to the king.
0: Speaking of not doing well,
1: well, he's ninety.
0: <laughs> yeah, I actually read. I was reading some follow up that he didn't even travel to film the movie. He was he was filmed separate of everyone else, so he was actually never with the cast when they filmed the movie. They just, I guess, filmed him in his coffin and bed, and then and then. uh yeah, added in the uh, other actors in post production. They got
2: Paul Walker's brother to Or is that not what no, they always do? No, when... that's
0: not how it always works <laughs> in these oh, okay. things.
2: Okay. I'm sorry. But we do get and this is I found this a nice feature of, you know, having to stream it through uh Amazon Prime was we get the Medicine Man or whatever his character was. And I, th- the pause feature, and then seeing everyone in the scene, they're like, "Oh, that's Arsenio. Cool. <laughs> that's an easy way to make sure I know who everyone is." Because Arsenio played more people; he had more roles
0: in this movie than he's had in the last twenty years. Okay, that's like, not that's. See, that's that's a shot. Is what that is. We don't need that here. I'm trying to keep this thing also positive. fair. Well, it's funny because it's true.
1: Well, this is uh, when they go talk to the king. This is where they, because of the medicine, the shaman, you know, whatever, whatever he is, uh, that's where we find out that that Akeem has a son. And boy, that he doesn't know about. Do they
0: go over how this child was conceived in the most <laughs> humorous way possible?
2: The replay of the nightclub scene, which from our review of the first movie, you guys know is my favorite scene. But when they started replaying, you know, the twin sisters and the, the woman that was Arsenio <laughs> with the real deep voice, like, I was... I had to light her up at that point.
1: But, and, yeah, that was a... Uh, you know, and this scene was really good, and and Simi, Arsenio Hall's character, just explaining that, yeah, while well, you were... Looking for women, you know, I was kind of doing the same thing, and while you were talking to some back where they were in the booth where they were sitting, he made his way to the bar, and this scene was really great until we get to the bar and we discover that uh, Leslie Jones is the individual that's in this movie, and this was the only time I considered just stopping it <laughs> and not watching anymore. Wow. Awful in everything.
0: Wow. I feel like there's too much negativity coming from this side of the podcast. the uh, The actual act of conception was pretty funny. He 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 was um, he had been, I guess, inebriated by the secondhand contact high of the woman, and for I guess for his whole life had thought he had hallucinated about a buffalo. <laughs> it was a
1: wild boar. A wild
0: boar. Sorry. That attacked him, (laughs) just like
1: (laughs) vigorously.
0: And then at some minute the light bulb goes on and he's like, ah, okay. (laughs) The uh, before I think before he heads to America, they do, so James Earl Jones, Jaffe Jofar decides that he wants to experience his funeral before he dies. So he wants to have a living funeral
1: this is a great idea star
0: yeah star studded cast of of cameos of of uh, famous performers did you guys notice when gladys knight was singing like i want to go back and find the lyrics to the song but the entire song she was singing was about how akeem was a disappointment (laughs) because he he wasn't man enough to have a son (laughs) right yeah the
1: midnight train to zamunda it was so funny
2: Morgan Freeman is basically like the NC of the funeral. Yes, yeah.
0: appeared as himself. And Jaffe Jofar decides things are going so well to actually die during the <laughs> living funeral ceremony, which I guess works out well.
1: Yeah, it's efficient. You just kind of close. He, was he in a casket already? Yeah. I feel just, like kinda was closed, like just kinda he standing up in one. Just
0: kind of close the lid and move on. There you go. So, he uh, now that he's the king, Akeem's decided that he needs to go to America and find his son. And then at the um I think this is when we get a little cutaway to what his son's up to, which is pretty funny. He's in this uh he's in this I don't know what it is, some kind of firm uh to interview for a job. And he's interviewing with like the generic trust fund guy.
1: Yes. But it's like the grandson of Mortimer and uh, what's his face from Trading Places. I totally missed
0: that. Are you serious? Okay, how do yeah. I miss this?
1: Randolph and Mor- Mortimer Duke. Oh he's like their gosh. grandson.
2: So such a great tie-in. And quick, just to recap plot point: the reason he's so eager to find his son is that's going to quell the. He's going to marry the warlord's daughter and that's going to save his own daughters from having to marry the warlord's crazy son. Right,
0: right. And gets yeah gets him out of out of the weird succession problems that they're having there. Yes.
1: It's, well, good, good it's also that you need he needs a son. He needs a successor because they inform Akeem that once King jo- Jaffe Jofor <laughs> passes away that Akeem's going to be assassinated within like a month. <laughs> Basically because just people don't respect him yes so yeah his son
0: has kind of a funny job interview scene where the guy's just making all kinds of I guess systemic racism comments
1: and talking about his own struggle and then (laughs) and then Lavelle which is Akeem's son kind of turns it against him he was like yeah I bet you really struggled you probably had like a cocaine habit and your dad dropped you off at some facility and he was like it was Oxycontin, and my mom <laughs> took me.
2: So funny.
1: So when Akeem
0: and Simi arrive in America, they they get out. You know, so it's very similar to the first scene. They arrive in Queens. They get out of the limo, only now it's it looks like uptown, right? <laughs> <laughs> just just high-end everywhere, and he makes this comment about how Queens has really changed, but then they notice that there's one thing that hasn't changed, the, oh, yes. the mighty sharp is still there. Floyd, money, Mayweather ain't shit.
1: He beat that Filipino boy ass, Pacquando, Pacamondo, wh- whatever his name is, he beat that boy ass class. And he beat that Meshuganar, Connor McGregor, the icon. Yeah, because he had to do that for the blacks. In this political
0: climate, black man can't be taking no ass whipping from no white man with a cause of riot. I was ready to riot anyway. I want to get me one of them flat screen TV. <laughs> Well, Abby, damn, look who done come up in here. Famine and blood diamonds. Nelson Mandeli and
2: Winnie. <laughs> Those hungry babies with the flies on their face.
0: Hey, oh, 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 Whoa. that's too much. You well, stepped over the line. Now, we going not be talking that kind of shit about the hungry babies. You're going to get out my chest kind of my chair. Politically incorrect. Off. Somebody need to whip your ass. Mm-hmm, get up and whip him, sweets. Hey, don't be putting the money in my hand all rough. Take your ass out here. You buy you a Floby and cut your own damn hair from now on. Right now, I can No ass in that, kid. It is so good to see you. The neighborhood seems to be thriving. Oh, that's that gentrification. You know, when the color man had this neighborhood, didn't have shit. and the white man move in, they got the coffee houses and the dog parks, and my brownstone on Fox Boulevard is worth $10 million. Your brownstone ain't worth no $10 million. My brownstone is, too, worth $10 million, and I'm gonna sell it and get me a Tesla. And so I've, I've so I've rewatched this scene probably six times today. I I was howling for this three minutes because well <laughs> first yeah because first of all they're 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 immediately arguing about Floyd Money Mayweather
2: <laughs> and Conor McGregor yeah
0: well first they're talking about Manny Pacquiao but they can't get his name right they're calling him <laughs> yeah, the Filipino like, and Pookie Pal. Yeah. <laughs> And everything he, is the same. It's all the same guys, you know, p- portrayed by Eddie Murphy and Arsenio. The the guy with the beards still eating the plate of food. I mean, everything <laughs> everything about it's the same. The, the, the barbershop's the same. The Soul Go poster's still on the wall. They're still arguing about boxing. It's just absolutely unbelievable.
2: You, you did notice the one thing that would have been icing on the cake, though, that they didn't have. Didn't you want an old Cuba Gooden Jr. in the chair?
0: Yes,
1: man. He probably needs the paycheck too. Yeah. Speaking of people that
0: haven't been doing much, I did read. It didn't mention him, but I did read that they had asked Samuel L. to appear, and he couldn't do it because he had a. They filmed this in 2019, so pre-pandemic. He couldn't. He couldn't uh, commit to doing it because he was somewhere else filming. But the plan was, of course, if he had been in it for him to just be robbing the McDowell's and Zamunda, <laughs> which we really missed out on. Uh, and then also uh, more relevant to to the barbershop is Eric LaSalle, who played Daryl, uh, was also had a conflict and couldn't appear. So they had actually talked about integrating him as a character and, and trying to get him... Uh, back into some kind of a romance with Patrice and uh, there's things that never really materialized, but I, yeah, I'm kind of bummed out cause I would have loved to have seen Daryl uh, at least when they were in Queens, make an appearance.
2: He had a, he had a conflict. Well, get the day
0: off from home. Depot yeah. I was going to say it might've Ooh. been, yeah, might've not been able to get uh good behavior early release as far as I know. Okay. All right. That's, well, I mean, that's, uh, that's uh, one you, reason why you yeah. couldn't show up. Uh, let's be honest.
1: Uh, you might need to go interview with uh <laughs> with Mortimer and Randolph's grandson.
0: But uh barbershop scene I'm I'm uh I'll probably be watching it. I I've I'll probably just be rewatching it for the rest of the week. I just uh
1: just so many layers of greatness in there. Yes. Well just the series of names that they refer to them when Simeon Akeem walk in. <laughs> That it's Kunta and Ebola and something <laughs> in blood diamond, <laughs> and then my favorite part, because this is a default reference for me, was the guy in the chair goes, "Yeah, the kid that has the getting the flies eaten off of his face, and they all turn against him like you can't be saying that kind of stuff that's too far. Get out of here, and the uh sweets
0: tells him to get a Flobie and cut his own hair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then and then I, I've already laughed out loud at the triangle and I'm laughing at this already, but then when that happens and then Clarence goes back to Akeem and says, Alright, Edia mean, what can we do for you? <laughs> <laughs> Same thing.
2: And then we get the the amazing. Well, is it in this one or when they come back when Clarence is talking about his brownstone is? Worth oh no, that's here. Ten million because no, yeah. they gentrified yeah. the neighborhood.
0: He, he explain, yeah, explains gentrification. It says his brownstone's worth ten million, which immediately the other guy is like, "Nah, your brownstone ain't worth ten million dollars." <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. They they go back and forth. Uh, they talk about Obama, then then uh, I, you know, alluding to the fact that everything was bad under Trump and then uh, i believe i think his name is sweets says or no the the uh the other guy the german guy says the nazis are coming back but they're they're dressed they're dressed like geek squad members <laughs> just there's just a, a lot to unpack there it was brilliant just brilliant but they do show the picture that was drawn by the shaman and they all immediately so this is i'm with dave now cuz i thought this was going to be this long drawn out search for his son And they're like, oh, yeah, we know that guy. He's at Madison Square Garden scalping tickets to the St. John's game, which great St. John's reference again.
2: Yes, I picked up on that too. No, I kind of wanted, wanted, like I said, I wanted them to stay in New York, and I also thought it would have been funny if while they're looking for Akeem's bastard, they find like six of Arsenios like (laughs) Simi
0: just got around to. Amazing. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah he 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 goes to msg that night finds his son the son brings him back to the apartment where there's like a hundred people living which was really <laughs> funny but this is where we meet tracy morgan they're it's it's fairly funny but they're they're kind of saying you know more or less that they don't want to they you know like this isn't happening get out of here and Arsenio kind of trips in like his suitcase with just full of money it falls <laughs> it's, out. It's and all of like, a sudden, everybody's like, "Hey, never mind. This sounds it's great." Got like
1: Ten grand in there, yeah, and like a gold bars. <laughs> and I'm most of the time pretty anti Tracy Morgan, but I I did enjoy his work in this movie, es- especially when uh, we get to the point where you know Lavelle's going to go to Zamunda. And his mom is going to go with him. We've we've negotiated that, but nobody else is going. But Tracy Morgan's character just wants to make it known that you guys might be leaving, but my PlayStation is staying here. <laughs> like you're taking the the boy who I basically raised as my son for thirty years, but the PS five stays here in the apartment.
0: Oh, so great! So <clears throat> so very in very quick succession, they. They head back to Zamunda. Of course, Akeem hasn't told the rest of his family that he's bringing Lavelle back. So There's some immediate tension between he and his wife. They put Lavelle up, and the next morning we have the royal bather
1: scene. (laughs) Unbelievable.
2: They they kept the movie very... uh, I guess it was PG-13 this time.
1: And then obviously, I mean, it had to be intentional like we're we're gonna want to yeah. get to a wider audience. Yes.
0: But the uh I I won't even talk about the mom's they're scene, but I saw that joke coming a mile away. Just oh, leave yeah. it at that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can we uh as we've returned to Zamunda and he you know he's brought the son with him and that's being that news is being revealed to Lisa McDowell, can we uh comment on has she aged in 30 years
2: she She... is somehow aged 80 years in the last 30
1: (laughs) you really think so
2: i did not think she was looking good
1: she looked like she was in
0: poor health but her skin looked great like she didn't look old but there's something about her that made me feel like man i hope she's doing okay Like a little gaunt yes maybe yes Okay. she did I not have that. a bmi high enough to get the vaccine i don't believe well we can't all can't all be so lucky so the next day they revealed to lavelle a co- i mean a couple of things happened but but essentially they want to they want to marry him off as dave alluded to earlier but the i mean hey could do worse let's let's not uh let's not bury the lead here but he has to pass the princely tests, so I'm already back in now. I'm like, okay, we could get some comic value out of this. So, the most outrageous of the princely tests is that he has to cut the whiskers off of a lion <laughs> <So> <laughs> with these like tiny pair of like toenail clippers scissors.
1: <laughs> the funniest part to me about that is just picturing, uh, you know, wh- whoever's in the room with Eddie Murphy and they're just coming up with ideas and whoever comes up with this idea. I just, cause it's just so ridiculous and just so stereotypical for <laughs> what you would, you know, what you would think. So as he's
0: going through this princely process and there's a lot of different little short, funny throwaway scenes, but it, at a, the, he, he reaches a point where he feels like he can't do it and he needs some backup and inspiration and, that gets delivered to him from America in the form of good old Uncle Reem, who has now made his appearance. Uh, that's Tracy Morgan's character in Zamunda to help uh, help, kind of help him develop his princely walk and some other other important elements of the Prince test. And man, I'm telling you, you, you got to turn this thing around on Tracy Morgan. 30 Rock, no, he I'm, was genius.
1: I'm good with, with this movie, but most of the stuff I see him in, I can... I can do without.
0: All right.
2: Also in this time, uh, Lavelle, in all his pampering lifestyle that comes with the prince uh, gimmick, he uh, meets his barber. The royal barber. Is a, his groomer. His groomer, I guess is a better, who is a very attractive young lady, and they uh, they have a connection pretty much
0: immediately.
1: They don't have any many ugly staff working there in Zamunda. No, jo- what a great country. Joe
0: Jofar <laughs> did not put up with anybody like, that was not attractive.
1: They've combined the business model of like medieval times, McDowell's, and Twin Peaks into their into their palace. So, as
0: he's progressing through the princely test, he's getting better and better and he's remembering all of the ancestors He actually figures out a a way to get the lion whiskers by kind of building this improvised trap, which I don't think I would have risked my life on that one. That thing seemed pretty rickety. And then when it's all done, they're going to give him the final test, which is this public circumcision. (laughs) (laughs) This This is amazing. (laughs) And it's the shaky old shaman. And he's like got this contraption where he's supposed to put his wiener in there. And he's going to circumcise him But but the whole thing turns out to be Just like a gag on him And they like have like a, I don't know Some kind of root vegetable That they cut, but they, they cut but And they also
2: the shaman The shaman is going through the lineage Of all, all the foreskins of the past kings That he's kept And he gets the Hakeem And it's <laughs> really long it looks,
1: It's like so big around It <laughs> looks like a, like a rubber gasket You put in the toilet tank <laughs>
0: And then,
2: uh, uh, Lisa and the, uh, Lavelle's mom kind of like nod knowingly <laughs> to each other. Just like, yeah,
0: I'd buy that. But yeah, it ends up, ends up being a joke on him and, and everybody's laughing because he, he trusted them so much that he was going to let the shaman do it. And, and I believe, I don't, I don't recall the exact lie, but he was basically looked at his mom and said, well, we already did that. She's like, I just let him get a little bit more. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, they move on to the uh the I guess the day before the arranged wedding party and he's really starting to get cold feet at this point and he goes out and he's talking to his uh the royal groomer and uh well
2: they basically reprise the he meets his queen to yes. be and it's basically the I like everything you like all over again and that gives him the this isn't what i want very similar to akeem in the first movie yes
0: so they they he ultimately decides that he he's out like he wants to hightail it back to queens convinces her to go with him and uh and they they kind of disappear in the in the night
1: and this was all necessary for the plot but there was a part of me that was i kind of I spaced out a little bit during a couple of these scenes. Yeah, they, they could weren't have. particularly they were particularly funny, yeah. but but they they're necessary to put everything put everything yeah. together. What what do we all think about the character of Lavelle? Like, is he going over big in this movie? Is he just kind of a necessary role? I mean, what are we what are we thinking? How well did they cast that? and, and,
2: my, and it wasn't anything wrong with the the actor. I just thought, like, just the character, he was mid-card at best. Let's I put it that way. Like, he's I... hes going to put in solid work, but he's getting Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall over. That's his job.
0: See, to me, he was like the tag team partner that a couple of times, you know, he's kind of been late to get in to break up the pin. So, while he's not full-blown turned heel, I just kept waiting for the turn the whole movie that never happened. So I'm skeptical of him the whole time. I'm like, okay, at some point he's gonna, you know, rob the, rob Zamunda or try to make a move on his sister or do something real heel move, and it never happens. He's he's a good guy through and through. And like, I want to go back and watch the movie now, knowing this, because I was so prepared for him to have the NWO shirt on underneath, (laughs) and it never happened.
1: No, I didn't get that that he was going to. You know, turn completely heel. But I absolutely got when they first bring him to Zamunda and introduce him to the family and to his half sisters. But like the oldest sister, I got the vibe just from the movie and the dialogue that he, he was interested in her, not just in <laughs> nice to meet you. Like I was like, they're not going that direction, are they? <laughs> Boy, talk about, Please, yeah. no. talk
0: about a fun family film that went south in a hurry
2: see i never got I never got the either of those vibes from him
1: overall. I thought his character was his best moment was probably in that interview scene at the beginning, yeah, and then from then on it was just kinda it was okay I mean there was parts of it that he was good, and there was parts of it. I was just like, eh, let's uh, when do the Mighty Sharp guys walk back in? <laughs>
0: but he might have played his role very well because the idea is that he's never going to be king. The The oldest daughter is clearly the alpha, should be the queen. So he has to play his part good enough that he's likable, but also not that you're disappointed that he's not the king in the end of the movie. So maybe he maybe he actually played it perfect. And we're, uh, we're just being too critical. I don't know. But they're back in America and he wants to get married that day. And thank goodness Uncle Reem knows just the place to go for a daytime wedding on a Tuesday and it's here that we encounter the old pastor from the first movie which by the way I mean that, that that's the chicken bone scene from the first movie with the old pastor that, I mean that may be the, the pinnacle of that movie for me
1: oh yeah Donations, donations. I thought it was a trash can. Is my favorite. Yeah, just the (laughs) whole
0: scene when when the pastor's up there talking. So he's still working. So he's you know it's been thirty years, but he's still working. There was a hot tub in the
1: background (laughs) for some reason. Telling you, I guess it was used for baptismal purposes. But (laughs) but yeah, just not not the normal scene. But.
0: As the, of course, as predictable, you know, right as they're in the middle of the wedding, Eddie Murphy's, you know, he's, he's chased them, you know, chased them, run, gone after son. There's a little bit of a reconciliation. They decide, you know, the, the um, woman, the royal groomer decides at the time, you know, hey, maybe this doesn't really feel right. Maybe we should go back to my home country. And Eddie Murphy's like, great, you know, let's all go back and, and do, do this thing in Zumunda
2: there's also when he's trying to find the chapel. There's a funny tie back to the first movie when he's trying to. He jumps in front of a car, but it's like a lift, and it's just like this real hipster guy. He's real polite, and he's like, "Oh, sir, you have to." <laughs> inside the the you dumb app <laughs> yeah, from yeah. the first movie,
1: he's like, "You might need to download the app. It's uh, it's rush hour, so you know there's gonna be surge pricing."
2: So funny. I enjoyed Meanwhile,
0: that. Meanwhile, while Eddie's away in Zamunda, Generalisi, I guess, I don't know what he's trying to do. I don't know if he's trying to take over the government or he's just trying to find out where the sun is, but I had to go back and erase the second note I made, which was, why do they always show him fighting with these staffs? What good does it do? Because we actually get a real-world staff fight. <laughs> and the daughters and Simi, they, uh, they take it to old Generalisi and his boys. It's great.
1: Yes. And he just kind of gives it up at that yeah, point. Yeah, he just kind of uh, gets
0: he, he, put back in line like the dog that got wounded and there's no more trouble out of him.
2: Yeah. He's a very interesting character cuz they have like the where they go to his camp and he's like <laughs> training the children like like a real like full heel warlord and then like every other time he's just kind of this real comedic passive like oh okay
1: well they show they show next doria and it's got billboards of him (laughs) just smiling and stuff and then it shows the all soldiers are training they're lifting weights and they're doing shake weights and like (laughs) two of them are are doing the dance thing that's at Dave and Buster's while somebody stands behind them and they're like hitting their legs And he's telling stories to the children. And I forgot what he finishes the story about. I can't remember if it was a story about himself or whatever. And then he tells them to run and go play. But be careful with like the AKs and no C4 today. And the sarin gas is very dangerous. Yeah,
0: don't mess with the sarin. It's very dangerous. So great. <laughs> so so after this they they get back and there's kind of a an elongated you know wedding celebration scene to end the movie. There's another and I and I, I talk about another one I saw coming a mile away. Is they're teasing who this musical guest is going to be, and you know Lavelle's guessing like you know all these top tier things, and she's like no no you know, and of course it's Randy Watson. And his band.
2: Yeah, I wanted to look up, was the band all the same people too? You know, I don't
0: know. I'm assuming it was. I mean, it feels like they got everybody back. I mean, almost everybody that that they could. Um, They got everybody back.
1: Yeah. So we get Randy Watson and Sexual Chocolate out on the stage, and then they're painting to the various people in the crowd and the mighty sharp guys are there and Clarence just has his head like in his hands just in complete disappointment as to what he's seeing
2: and the the short one is that sweet yeah i think so he's loving it he's so happy
0: good. oh yeah but overall i mean it was it was not that long it was silly but i was i was fully pleased like my expectations were so low going in cuz i'd already gotten I'd already gotten wind of bad reviews from people that I'm friends with that said it was terrible. I saw that it was 40-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So I'm going in thinking, like, man, they botched this bad. And, and like I said, you know, after the first 20 minutes, I'm already happy. Like, they, the whole rest of the movie could have just been somebody reading the phone book and I'm happy. Like, after that barbershop <laughs> scene, I'm good. I, I've, I loved every minute of it. It was great
2: there was definitely some lulls but they had so many nostalgia high points like to say you know go along with tommy the first 20 minutes was phenomenal there was a few mixed in and then you know closing with randy watson like it was it was perfect i mean it wasn't like a perfect movie but it had enough it was what we needed it to those be. things that you wanted yeah, yeah
1: yeah and I watched it. I guess it was right out a month ago, three or four weeks ago when it first came out. I watched it the first uh night that it was available, and I didn't dislike it, but I was like, Okay, I mean that was I laughed three or four times out loud and but it was okay, at least it wasn't terrible, but then I watched it the second time today. I think I enjoyed it more the second time than the first time, for whatever reason. Maybe I was in a more comfortable mindset that I wasn't nervous. This was just going to be so bad <laughs> that it was embarrassing. Like I know that it's at least I know that it's okay. I think I just enjoyed it more the second time than the first time, and I, I definitely have to go back and watch the first barbershop scene a couple times.
0: Yeah, I, what's weird is I think I will probably within the next couple of weeks watch it again and I don't ever watch movies again, but I, I I really am, you know, even talking about it with you guys wanting to go back and just some of the little things that I missed like watching it the first time, you know, cuz as I'm trying to like write down notes and keep track of everything for the show, just some of the some of the subtleties of things that I didn't I didn't pick up on you certainly want to go back and, and revisit it at least once more. And then, if you're like me and you hung with it all the way through the credits, yes, I you'll get treated too. to the John Legend singing "She's Your Queen to Be." Oh yeah.
2: Well, you also at the very, very end get a the uh, the white barber shop guy telling a joke. Where he tells the fly or the I don't have a spoon yeah. joke. Yeah, he tells another joke at the end of this one.
0: Yeah, and there were some there were some pretty good outtakes,
1: and it was yeah. all in all like I I left with
0: a smile on my face.
1: So, uh, didn't towards the beginning didn't Oha sing a song again? He did at the, at the living funeral. Can you can you get your? Don't you have a buddy that that specializes in singing we do. Oha? We do <laughs> yes songs. Maybe we can get one of those. Yeah, we could get a put
0: in a request for an Oha song. Could be done.
1: Oh man! But definite definite thumbs up. Do do not make a third one. No, no. This, this is this is where this it needs is, to end. But they, this was
0: well done for what it was.
1: It it delivered what I needed. Like I don't think I would uh, let them. I'm not going to let them watch it now. But I mean, even this movie in like a couple, two or three years, like I would let my kids watch this movie. Oh yeah, they're they, not going to watch the first one. No, the
0: first one. Yeah. Compared to this one, they tamed it down, and even I don't remember which scene it was, but yeah, they didn't. There was no f bombs in the movie, and they even said they called somebody an mf one time, like said the letters. Right. I was like, boy, we've gone soft in thirty years here.
2: But I think the, I think the important thing that they did was they made sure they got everyone back, because I think this was a movie that you know if you didn't have cleo and you didn't have oha it would have it would have felt much flatter to me yeah the nostalgia of seeing all those guys they're all still alive which is good you're just like yeah this is awesome
1: well i mean and that's some of the where there's criticism it's like well it's just the same guys and a lot of the same jokes and the same well what do you expect I mean, that's
2: what I wanted.
1: I wanted more yeah.
0: of yeah. that, actually. Oh, don't start. Well, that's what I. Yeah, don't start reading those reviews, please.
1: No, 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 no. I'm not going Because somebody, do that. somebody I mean,
0: I actually wrote a review that said that they didn't do enough to attack the patriarchal society that the first movie laid out. And I was like, kind of, that was the whole movie, but okay. <laughs> if you want them to do more. Yeah.
1: It's a movie about a fake African country (laughs) where they have a knockoff McDonald's. I mean, I'm not... Yeah. We're not getting into that. Let's not get
0: into things too deep here.
1: I mean, what I equated it to was like when they made The Hangover Part 2 and they basically made essentially the same exact movie just in a different country and setting and a lot of people were like, wow, that's I didn't like it. It was just the same movie again. It's, It's... it's the Hangover again. I mean, that's the point. And then they made a third one where it wasn't like the first two, and it was god awful. <laughs> so I don't know.
2: I like? thought this was a good movie. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's not like Coming to America was based on like a six book series, and they, <laughs> they had this whole canton of work to to go <laughs> off of. Oh. Uh. I loved it. Though. Yes, I loved the barbershop scene. It was excellent. I loved Randy Watson. It was just great.
1: excellent. So I think um, our next couple of weeks, as far as shows are concerned, are uh, I think this is the uh, two weeks of the year if you uh, are not in for the wrestling content. This is not a good time we, of year for you. Yeah, you might want to go on your own little spring rejolting, as I like to say, <laughs> because. Next week will be WrestleMania preview and the week after will be WrestleMania review without question.
0: I've already got my Peacock subscription taken care of gentlemen. I'm fully
1: Rant.
2: You want a quick 30 second rant on Peacock? Oh boy. Let's go. WWE Networks move one. I enjoyed pre Peacock that you could watch, you know, a two hour broken skull session with no commercials I enjoyed that very much.
0: Unbelievable. And
2: I also enjoyed that apparently Peacock has some beef with Samsung TVs. Do you guys have a Samsung Smart Oh, TV? they have a beef
1: with no.
0: Fire Sticks too. I'm having to I the only thing it works on is my Sony. I've got a Samsung it doesn't work on. I've got a Fire Stick it doesn't work on.
2: The Samsung Smart TV like, you know, I have Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, all everything. All the streaming services. You can't download the Peacock app on a Samsung TV. Oh, wow. Like, you cannot do it. And then you, like, look up and it's like, oh, you can, you know, pull it up on your laptop and stream it to your TV. I'm like, I don't want to mess with that. So, I have, like, an extra Roku. I'll just go plug it into the... But kind of the ease of having the smart TV is not having to go through another
0: device. Yeah, and you complained about commercials. Well, how about if you were maybe watching through the entire year of 1998 RAW, and then you go to RAW and it stops at 2008? That's a problem.
1: Well, I think all the content is eventually moving over as long as it's family friendly. Well, which to your point, that's that's going to be a problem.
0: As some of the video clips I've sent you guys during the course of the year would indicate. (laughs)
1: Because I think they're going through, isn't it like 18,000 hours?
0: Yeah, there's a lot that they're going to find objectionable in the year 1998. Luckily, I'm almost done with the year. But yeah, the, I think I think they're going to have to do some pretty heavy censoring there to keep the uh, family-friendly moniker. I
2: saw an article that said they've already come out and said when the sketch word DX impersonates the nation of domination, they're like, yeah, that's it's not that's going to be edited out. <laughs> so...
1: A lot of raw episodes from 1998 99 that are only like 45 minutes yeah, on there. Yeah. yeah.
0: Just like the, uh, yeah, the opening match and then that's it. <laughs> Ridiculous. Well, I guess I will wish you guys at this point good luck with your symptoms and side effects tomorrow. It would be odd if we live tweeted it since the show's not airing till Friday, but please do keep me informed as, uh, I will be following in your footsteps here in a few
1: short weeks. I I'm I think I might still live tweet it tomorrow but then people can just think back to hey I remember when he live tweeted that. Yeah, there you go. Yes. There you go.
2: I'll do the same, but I'm I'm 11 hours in. Feeling or actually no, I take that back. I'm 13 hours in. Feeling pretty good so far. So
0: My prediction is one of you has explosive non pre-workout <laughs> generated diarrhea tomorrow
2: we'll never know because i'm gonna get up and take a pre workout <laughs> regardless yeah
1: no kidding it's just <laughs> it's just gonna speed it up even more